Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition here Beyond the Cover. I am one of your co-hosts, John Robb, of course, here with my wonderful, fabulous guest host, Jeff Ayers. Jeff, how are you doing? Doing great. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We are back here, second show of 2019. Of course, if you missed last uh, two weeks ago's show, all the shows are available on demand. We talked about our new Pitchbook 101 show that we're going to bring out, so all the information is back there. We're not going to give it again because it was like an hour long, and then we kill this show, and we went and talked to our guest that we have coming on, which is uh, really cool because her book dropped today, but she's going to have some other exciting news about that, which is best-selling author Tosca Lee, and she's going to be talking about the line between. So that's exciting. First time we've had her on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her. So I want to remind everybody, of course, that all the shows here are brought to you by Kensington Books, so please make sure you visit kensingtonbooks.com for more information on their authors and their books and everything they got going on. So without any further ado, let's uh, bring our special guest on here tonight. So Tosca, we want to thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a crazy busy day on book release day, so I'm so happy yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah, so this Thanks is where you can, this. like we said, yeah, you can kind of lax and just unwind and just kind of let it go, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, no book like signings here, now. nothing like that. <laughs> yep, thank you. Thank you. So, but, but you know, let, let's just jump right in because you announced that, you know, your, your book launched today, um, and it is your right. latest one, and it is called The Line Between. So why don't you just give everybody a little bit about what you got going on um, between the pages? All right. So the line between is the story of a young woman, 22 years old, named Winter Roth, who has recently been expelled from a doomsday cult on the American Prairie. So we're talking Iowa. Sorry, Iowa. And um, she (laughs) has just rejoined um, the mainstream world uh, right as a pandemic is breaking out across the nation. And so for her, it looks like the apocalypse that she's been taught to always believe was coming. And so uh, she thinks the apocalypse is coming and this is a thriller. It's a run for your life story. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So sorry, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I have to ask since um, you're dealing with something that, um, you know, a, a disease that's extinct essentially, do you think right. something like the pandemic flu from 1918 could actually come back again in our near future? Absolutely, because that uh, – so the way that that flu happened is a thing called recombination. So it's a virus that recombines with other things, or the influenza in this case, and starts to spread. And in my book, it also does the same thing. And um, this story was taken from the headlines. It was taken from stories about um, things coming out of the melting permafrost. So uh-huh. it's kind of scarily real. <laughs> yeah, we love climate change, don't we? 
Yeah. <laughs> what? We do. Come on. This thing is climate change. You shouldn't be. I'm just joking. Yes. Um, well, you know, just two years ago, there was actually a reindeer that um, uh, defrosted from the permafrost in Siberia, and it was full of anthrax, and it got an entire village sick and killed a young boy. So this was taken straight from the headlines, actually. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. So scary no, stuff. Yeah. So- so I was going to ask, but it, but it kind of make, but but it kind of you kind of already answered. So, you you kind of got the idea from the story. Did you get the idea from the story, like reading about that story? Or did you kind of already have something in this in mind? Maybe you know you had uh, Winter Roth, your your character, all ready to go. You just didn't really have a place to put them. No, I you know what I I read these headlines and I was I was reading all about the the reindeer in Siberia. I was reading about you know, scientists being nervous about what is coming out of the headlines, uh, sorry, the permafrost. And um, and then I also had an idea for a story about a, a young woman being cast out of a doomsday cult. And it was my publisher who said, why don't you combine the two and put them together? So um, that's how it came about. But it, it was kind of from the headlines. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you were, so within. <laughs> So, so when you were then deciding, okay, who's going to be the lead? Why did you decide that Winter mm-hmm. Roth would be the per, the perfect person? Well, Winter is named after my stepdaughter, <laughs> and so nice. she was 22 at the time. And I liked the idea of a young, plucky protagonist who was going to go out and you know kick some ass. So I liked that. So um, that's where she came from. Um, so I, I have to ask because, um, and I want to talk about your previous novels uh, in a moment, but was sure. writing this particular novel sort of stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit? Um, well, yes and no. I mean, it's very contemporary, and I've done a lot of historical fiction, so in that way it's slightly different. My last two thrillers um, had a historical element to them, so um you know, in that aspect, this is completely contemporary, um, but not so much out of my comfort zone as far as, you know, just the subject matter and stuff. I really like thrillers. I like plotting, and I, I like uh, taking readers away on an adventure that will distract them for a few hours or a day or two at a time. So. Nice. All right, well, let's, let's talk a bit about your previous novels for a second, because a lot of them deal with uh, history and uh, the religious themes, sure. and I'm guessing why the Doomsday Cult in the new book. Um, right. Talk a bit about that for me. Well, I have um, books that have religious um, backgrounds. Uh, I've written the story of Judas Iscariot and Eve and the Queen of Sheba. Um, I came out of a very religious background myself, and I understand even a little bit about the background of people who have been involved in cults. So um, it's really not that far of a stretch for me. But um, I really, you know, people ask me, you know, how big of a difference is this, you know, when you jump from doing historical novels into thrillers? And um, I I feel like, you know, I have a lot of different stories inside me, and not everybody wants to eat hamburgers every day, and I don't want to write the same stories every day. So there you go. So we have, but, but you have some exciting news. About this um, book, uh, I, I'm not going to give it away. Why don't you tell uh, some of the news that is also <laughs> coming out with not just the release of the book, but something else with the book? 
Yeah, the book is um, is in development for television with uh, Radar Pictures. They most recently did Jumanji, the reboot with the the Rock. Oh, love and, that movie. Uh, <laughs> I love it too. And and uh, Ed Burns, uh, he's got a production company called uh, uh, Marlboro uh, Road Gang Productions, and so they also are working together on my. Um, book The Progeny, which has been picked up by the CW Network. So um, I'm very familiar with them. They're familiar with my work, and I'm really excited that they're interested in this novel. So Now, the one thing that, of course, a lot of fans always like to know is just how much do you have involvement in any kind of writing or creative input? Because, you know, some fans will get on the author and be like, oh, why did you have, you know, and I'll just use the child. Why is Tom Cruise Jack Reacher? He's a, it's like people, like freaking Lee right. had nothing to do with this. Like get off his back. So, I mean, right. so the thing is like how much, yeah, how much, how much involvement did you have in any other show, whether it's the line between or, or whether it's the new CW one? Well, I'll tell you that with the progeny, which was my um, House of Bathright duology from before, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the TV show um, Orphan Black, which was mm, uh, part okay. of BBC America. And so when we were looking at writers show. and showrunners, yes, it's a great show. And the same actress plays, I don't know, five different characters maybe in the show, and she's won awards. So when we were looking at writers and showrunners, one of the candidates was um, Chris Roberts, who wrote on that show, and I was like, we need that guy. Because when I was working on the progeny, um, Orphan Black was a huge inspiration to me. So I'm so excited and so honored to have him not only writing for the show, but show running the show. So I was you know, able to at least uh, speak into that. So I'm very honored to have been able to do that. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, when you're a writer and you're stuck, it's option for TV or or movies or whatever, you know, you, you've created the the playground and, you know, you're basically just getting to create that and watch other people play on it. And I think that's a lot of fun. I know for some people that might be weird, but I love to create a playground and see how other people play on it. So I love it. Uh, well, <laughs> as a writer myself. I, I mean, I call big people playground strip clubs, but I don't know what you guys call them. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're not joking. Well, <laughs> he's not. Um, how I'm curious. How did you get Hollywood interested in your books in the first place? Well, you know that's kind of a weird process. I mean, um, we've had people approach my books before for movies and stuff like that, and um, Radar had approached uh, my agent and I about a couple books previously. And they were already optioned, and so um, we were getting ready to do the progeny. They were looking for something that leaned very young adult, and the progeny uh, came out of that, and they were interested. So, um, you know, this was a process of years, though. I mean, people think, oh, this just happened suddenly. No, it didn't. It didn't happen suddenly. There are no successes either. You know, people think, oh, this happened all of a sudden. No, it didn't. It took years. So um, this was a long conversation in the making. I mean, gotcha. even when your books gets optioned, that I mean, there's I mean, there's probably about I mean, almost every big book get optioned, but you're looking at maybe 
1% actually make some kind of a movie or whatever that's like to the big right. screen or, or anything like that. So when exactly. you're, you're now a 1%er, so now that you're in this 1% group, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, well, it's kind it of trying to be the be, ultimate yes. feeling though, right? I mean, now you see your book come alive like a pop-up book or something, like you're there. <laughs> Well, it's not made yet, so it might just only be a two percenter. You never know. That's true. <laughs> I, that's true. You, you, you can still. I mean, it, it is Hollywood. I guess it's not green lighted until it's green lighted. But so you got all the players go involved. Yeah. That's right. There's hoops and hoops. You have to like get people involved, and then you have to pitch it, and then you need a network to sign on, and then you need a, a producing parent network to sign on to produce it, yeah. and then you have to. You know, go through the summary and the beat sheets and the pilot script, and then you have to get the pilot picked up. I mean, there's a lot that has to happen. So, yeah. you know. Now, yeah. the one thing too, I got to ask because I'm I'm one of those people who don't really watch like a lot of like network TV or anything like that. I mean, I if it, okay. I always say if it wasn't for live sports, I probably wouldn't need cable. So I got to ask you too because <laughs> I have no idea what the hell is Orphan Black. Orphan what? Black? What? Are you serious? I, really? I honestly have no uh, flipping clue what you guys are talking about. Like, you guys are like Orphan Black, and I'm over here like, uh-huh, yeah, that's a good show. Uh, like, I'm like, wait a second, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Orphan this Black is our last is show co-hosting. Dramatic, um, just it's an, an amazing dramatic TV series. I, it, As far as I know, it's still available on Amazon Prime. It is produced out of Canada. The same actress plays like five different roles. So she learns that she is one of several clones. So she has sisters that are clones, and the same actress plays all of them, and she's won awards for this. It is awesome. You should definitely check now, out Orphan Black. And Chris Roberts is one of the writers, and he's our showrunner and writer, and it's amazing. So, now, yeah. was it like originally on what network, or was it like a Netflix movie, or I mean, what? Who, well, you said Amazon Prime, BBC so not America. Netflix. Yeah, BBC America. So definitely. Oh, I only watched their Planet Earth shows on BBC America. Uh, <laughs> oh, Doctor Who and the Orphan Black can't go wrong. Yeah, I know Doctor yep. Who, but I, I had no idea that that Orphan was black. I didn't know that. Oh gosh, okay. no! You have to check it out. It's amazing. It's a great show. Okay. Because there's so many shows out there. I mean, I was talking about this today with somebody, and it's like there's so many shows. It's almost like there's so there much. Are. You almost go, I don't it's know what true. to watch anymore. Well, so Netflix I guess it's good has invited I don't know how many, and there's a zillion shows out there now, and everything's yeah. streaming. But this is this is one that's well – like if you love thrillers and if you love great acting, this is a great show for you, so – Check it out. And I guess Apple is now going to hire, they're hiring like 1,000 to 1,500 people yes. in Studio City, and they're going to start creating their own stuff. They're doing so their own TV. Hey, I think that's great yeah. because, you know, what that's doing is that's making a lot more authors being able to be in your position now to get stuff done. And because Hollywood's been doing so many reprints of so many old movies and bringing it out again, and it's like, oh you guys realize gosh. that there's a library full of freaking opportunities that you just have to open your head and see them. I just want to see the new things. I don't want to see, like, Magnum P.I. anymore. I don't want to see, no like, shit. MacGyver anymore. I don't want to see any of that Hawaii Five-0 anymore. There, we need new stuff. And there's a lot of new stuff coming out, and I'm really excited about that. And what that means for people who are TV addicts like me is, like, you're drinking from the fire hydrant. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and they just announced today that the FBI, the Dick Wolf show that just premiered, 
in September is already getting a spinoff, and I'm thinking, why? Come on. Oh, my God. How's that? FBI, SBU? I mean... Uh, yeah, I have no idea. It's just uh, seriously, come on, uh, <laughs> give it at least a couple of years, please. How many more NCIS yeah. shows do we need to? Um, right. Question for you. Um, so, yeah. a, a lot of your books, um, they're series. In fact, I understand you're writing a sequel to the line between now. What do you it's see done. the advantages yeah. of being series versus writing standalones? Well, I knew you know, this was coming uh, up. Yeah. You knew it was coming, oh, John. I know, because we've had this argument for a long time. So many books these days are trilogies, and I don't really – I've done one trilogy in my life, but the progeny is a first and second book. You know, this – I'm hearkening back to the old days where there was a book and there was a sequel, and that was it. So um, I'm doing that again. It's the line between, and there's a sequel called A Single Light, and that is it. Unless there's like huge, you know, demand for something else, but you know, I remember. I'm, I mean, I'm giving away my age here, but I remember back in the day, there was a book, and then you get the sequel, and that was it. So, I like that. True. I, I don't want to have like episodes five, six, seven, and books eight, nine, and sixteen of a series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I hear you. I mean, see, and, and that's the thing that Jeff and I talk about. I'm always like, I'm not a huge fan of the series that just go on and on and on. I like the ones to know that there's going to be an end, you know, even if it is a trilogy or if there it's a seven-book series. As long as I know that it's going to end, I'm okay and I'll read right. it. But if it's just one of these ongoing things and every back of the book says, this is the most diabolical villain he's ever faced, <laughs> and I'm like, shit, you said that the last four times. So I'm just like, so well, then I'm out. I, I won't even yeah, get involved because I don't even care. I turn 50 later this year. I don't have that much energy. So hey, I turn 49, I, so I'm with you. Uh, Jeff? I'm, I just had Jeff? a birthday, like, too, but I'm not talking. <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> you get there, and you're like, I'm tired. I'm We're tired all the same. We're all about the same age. I can't remember anything. I can't remember yeah. anything, so... I'm going to do one. I'm going to do the sequel. That's true. That's all I can remember. That's true. A lot of thrillers, <laughs> it would be like two books. You'd get like one, boom, done. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yep. yeah. Um, I'm as old as the Super Bowl, by the way, if you uh, want to know. So just letting you know. I don't know how old that is. And, you know, I live in Nebraska. What Super Bowl? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're alive for the what? I, I'm as old as the yeah. Super Bowl. And uh, good good for oh, you so to not know. <laughs> I can yes. Google this, you know. Boy, he's 53. <laughs> Where I yep. live, we don't have a professional team. We only have college, so. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. right. You're oh, right. Are you dealing with that polar vortex then? Uh, am I dealing with the what? The super the polar cool vortex stuff coming through? Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, we, as far as the Super Bowl goes, we have um, Nebraska players on both of the teams that are going to the Super Bowl. So we're just right. divided right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now, so, gotcha. so you live in Nebraska or Iowa? I live in Nebraska. Okay. Because I grew up in the Midwest. I, I grew up in Ohio. We lived in Minnesota. So, oh. I mean, I know Ooh, it's all the Buckeye? same. Hell no. I'm watching the Michigan Ohio State <laughs> game right now, loving that they're, that, that they're up 18 points. So, I am not an Ohio State fan at all. In fact, I've moved from oh, Ohio okay. because. The best thing ever to come – and I'm going to say it. I could care less if I have Ohio fans. I hate your state, and I live there. The best thing to ever come out of Ohio is Interstate 70. Take it and leave. 
Either freaking direction, <laughs> don't make a difference. Just take it and leave. Because well, they call Ohio the heart of it all, and I'm like, Ohio's more of the liver. I'm like, yeah, Ohio's <laughs> like the liver. It ain't the heart. I'll tell you that. Well, you have to but, be a Nebraska football fan where I live. Or yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you guys, you know, the Tom, Tom Osborne, you guys threw Frank Solich out, poor guy. I mean, he didn't, all he did was win, but you didn't like that. But, hey, you got a good well, one now, Scott Frost. So that's good. <laughs> Mike Riley was an absolute well, disaster. You know, you hired, an, you, you hired a guy who could only win eight games in Oregon State. What, are you surprised when he only wins six in Nebraska? Well, Scott Frost is, you know, one of our homegrown kids, and he was part he of is. our championship team, so he we're is. happy to have him back. But going into the Super Bowl, we've got um, players on both of the Super Bowl teams, so I don't know. I kind of feel like it's going to be gonna, like I'm going to ask you this thing. question. This is, I'll tell oh, you, because no. I'm a huge college football fan. I ask you, who's your favorite all-time Nebraska quarterback? Because I actually have one, and I wasn't even a Nebraska fan, but I just love watching this guy play. Who is your favorite? Oh, oh quarterback? Yeah. You know, I could tell you my favorite player was Jarvis Wright. Mine was Turner Gill. Oh. I love yeah, Turner Gill. Turner Gill is a good person. He's just a good person. Yeah. He's a good person. I loved him. And yeah. that and when they lost to Miami That's on that two point conversion, that hurt, but man, they played their butts off in that game. Yeah, they did. You know, I we've had great quarterbacks. Brooke Berenger was very beloved here yeah. in Nebraska and he died in a a, a, right, a plane accident. So, right. you know, we have very beloved quarterbacks here. Jarvis Redwine was probably my favorite player. So Oh. Yep. Wasn't Lawrence Phillips? Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Phillips is, is a cautionary tale and also a very sad story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a book in the making on that guy as a character. There is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, Jeff. We what have was a long question? history here. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask about the traveling goes. pens, but that's fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. You don't have well. Yeah, you're the University of Washington in Seattle. You've had good football teams too, and you guys are starting to make comebacks. So you guys are looking better. Yeah, for a while there, uh, we were so bad that uh, if the other team didn't show up, it'd still take us three plays to score. So it's oh, really no. easy to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys had some bad ones. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I, I was going to ask you. Um, who are the traveling pens, and could you talk a bit about that? I would love to talk about that. So the traveling pens, um, that's something that we recently put together. It's my friends, Nicole Bart and Kimberly Stewart and I. We're all three uh, Simon & Schuster authors, and uh, Nicole and Kim are out of Iowa. And so they came last weekend to um, Lincoln, and we went and did some uh, uh appearances in Lincoln and in Omaha and it was just great fun we had a lot of fun we did some silly things like we had some great videos on Instagram and it was just super fun but these are great girls who have a heart for readers and you know at the end of the day you know you can write novels and and all that but it's really about reaching readers it's really about saying to readers I see you and we are the same. And, you know, we read to know that we are not alone, and we write to know that we are not alone. And so these are two nice. girls that are very much of the same mind as me, and we call ourselves the Traveling Pens, and we, we're just having a great time. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we're going to do more. We're going to do some more in March. We're going to do some more in months ahead. So um, we'll be out there. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I did and not I just expect us to be talking college football with you guys. Well, I just thought of yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of something though, and, and this was, and this is about books and related. But wasn't um, Children of the Corn filmed in Nebraska? Was that filmed close to you, or was that not filmed in Nebraska? Uh, I, it could have been. It could have been filmed in my backyard. Honestly, I'm married yeah. to a farmer. I so thought it was literally. It, yeah. Oh, wow. Filmed in my backyard. So I, I don't know where it was filmed, but um, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> So, well, so my final question is this, um, and, and you see this with a lot of authors too, but, but you've co-written some books with Ted Decker, who's, he's a really great guy. Talk, I talked to him a couple times, and he's a really great guy. Can you talk a little bit about, like, that process, how kind of that works? Absolutely. So, you know, people ask me all the time, how did that come about? It came about when um, I had this rare opportunity after my books were out and they were going to be put out again for a second and third edition and so I wrote to him we were in the same um, writing group and I said hey man will you give me you know an endorsement for this when you're a first time author you don't really get a chance to reach out to a lot of big name people Um, but after you've been in the business for a while you you have the you know the context to do that and he was like hey what are you writing next and I told him and um, so we ended up uh, talking our agent's we're talking together, and I didn't know this, but my name had already been brought up with him as a potential co-author. Wow. So we chatted. Yeah, and I, I was just like, are you giving me the endorsement or not? <laughs> just like, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, we ended up talking about, you know, stories, the kind of stories that intrigue us, and doing some brainstorming. So we laid out, a, a tr- in this case, a trilogy um, of kind of a post-apocalyptic um, series, and we wrote it. And, you know, people ask a lot, like, how do you uh, co-write a series with, with somebody? And, you know, I know a lot of people have done this, a lot of people who have co-written books together, and it's different for everybody, but the one piece of advice I give to everybody, and I have all kinds of writing advice I, I like to give people, but as far as co-writing, I say, you know, you need to really know what strengths you're bringing to the table what you're good at. And it's just like any partnership. You need to know what you're bringing um, and how you complement the other person. And so that was a conversation that Ted and I had quite a, a lot, you know, like, you know, he's known for his plotting. I'm known for my prose. So, and the first book took quite a while because it takes time to kind of get your system down. And by the time we did our third book, you know, it just, it flew by and then it was over and that was it. So, um, you know, I just want to say to, you know, people who are interested in writing know what you're good at, know what your strengths are as a person, as far as how you work and the way you write. Um, If you're going to write with somebody else, you definitely need to know that. Um, People ask me a lot, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give somebody who wants to write? And my biggest piece of advice, and it may sound counterintuitive is um, write like nobody else is going to read this. You know, write like you are in your closet doing secret stuff on your own because that's how you get the good stuff down and it's completely authentic. So that's my cool. best advice. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So, so 
Hey, Tosca, we want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been fabulous to talk to you for the first time. I've had a lot of fun. Um, and congratulations so on much. the line between. Thank you. Yay. Not just the release, but the, but the movie and the, uh, the, uh, the, the TV. The, yeah, so you got it all going well, I on. I wish I could take credit, but I can't. You know, the credit goes to the readers and the people who are interested in creating it for television. So uh, Take some credit. Just, you wrote the book. <laughs> No, I'm the grunt behind the computer, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, ToscaLee.com is, is your website, and uh, what kind of social media do you do? Well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything that my kids tell me are, are, is cool, so um, okay. Snapchat, I'm not very good at it, but I'm there. <laughs> so nice. I'm there at ToscaLee.com, yeah. Okay, but you yeah, but Toscalee dot com is uh, the website for everybody to go to. That's and the website, don't forget and to sign up for sign up for her content by putting your email address in there and getting some subscriptions. Yes, please. And thank you. Thank you. Jeff, thanks again. It's been fun. Oh. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for um, supporting these books. Thank you for talking about books. And thank you for supporting oh. Nebraska football. Go Big Red. <laughs> hey, there you go. And you got to get your, your basketball team was looking good early, and now it's kind of slid a little bit. So got to try to get them back on track. But, you know. I know, right? You're a football school. You're not known. You're, you're football and wrestling. I mean, let's put it that way. I mean, that's what you're known for. We're all about football here. You know, they kick yeah. you out of state if you're not. So. That's yes, true, which is why you don't have a lot of people in your state, but that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Memorial Stadium <laughs> is the third largest city in Nebraska when it's full. So. When it's full. And you guys had yep. like 170 sellouts, consecutive sellouts, like some insane 170 number. 170 kajillion sellouts because that, yeah, it is the third largest city when it's full. Yeah. So, yep. It's an insane <laughs> number of sellouts you had, even when, during the down years. It was great, red. but that's great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, Tomka, again, thank you so much for coming on. We will talk with you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you. All right. And good bye luck bye. with the book as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, again, everybody, that is author Tosca Lee. Great conversation. Go to ToscaLee.com. That's T-O-S-C-A, in case you need me to spell it. And it's called The Line Between is the latest book out today, so you can go get your copy and keep updated on everything that's going on so you can see about the CW show and then there's another new show by Radar. So got a lot of fun stuff coming up for her. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing these shows, and hopefully they will both get made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Well, Jeff, hey, man, it's always great talking to you. Loved it. Um we're, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. All right. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, everybody, again, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and all the other stuff. Um, we are, we are going to be moving off of this format, and we're going to go to another one, Jeff. I'll talk to you about that off the air. Uh, I think i got a good idea about that one, so with your information. Um, Ooh, okay. And then, uh, yeah. And until then, everybody, like we say, keep reading. Talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. Good night.